0: and we're back no we're not how can we be and where it's not like it was just a commercial was the whole last week a commercial it should have
1: been a commercial
0: a commercial for what what it should, product it should have been
1: w- a commercial for not taking the bus
0: no definitely not taking the bus you took the bus from you were coming from peoria i think yes Is that I, right? I
1: just i can't really go into it on the air but it was a horrible bus experience
0: well it would i mean you went all the way to peoria for a mini golf tournament
1: i don't understand well i'm i had to get my putter worked out uh, this is, welcome to episode number 45 of Fill Me In, a cross-poet-pirate-penzance. That's a lot, too. Did you, did you like that? No. No, that's no, no good? No, not at all. It's terrible. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, this, again, is not the season premiere. This no. Is, this is officially the season finale. I think we thought this was
0: a bonus feature. This was like our second bonus feature right. following the season finale. Yes.
1: So, this is the end of the season. But this is finale. the end
0: of the season. This is, this is, we're really wrapping it all up here. Right.
1: Uh, we're going to have just some some interviews that we, we were able to catch at the ACPT. They don't actually have anything to do with the tournament that was going on, but right. some interesting crossword stories, crossword people. Right. So, well, I think we should have the music play because I think this is a good cold opening. And oh. we should have the music play. And then when we come back, we can get back into that.
0: All right. So, uh, uh, Randy, cue the music, please.
1: Yes, Randy. And could you get me an omelet down the street if when you have a chance? <laughs> Is the music still playing now? Do we bought no, music. No, we can't talk about music. What happened? If we talk about it, people will get confused. I'm already confused. Yeah. That was lovely music.
0: It really was. That was special. That was the Rbx Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> performing live here in the studio.
1: So we, the interviews that we have today, we have uh, Amanda mm-hmm. Yesnewitz the unparalleled parallel verse engineer, shining light to us all.
0: Yep, we have uh, Kevin G. durr Hyphen Euclidus. We have John Delphin. I believe on. we have
1: Stephen Edwards, we, also known as <laughs> Stephen Grimaldi, Grimaldi Grant. Grant. Uh, uh, Who else? Patrick Blindauer, El uh, Blindito, and and we find out how he gets that nickname in this episode.
0: Oh man, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> All that and more coming up after
1: we talk for a little while. And uh, and and. Peter Gordon as well. Oh,
0: Peter Gordon, yes, indeed. Peter Gordon, solver extraordinaire, constructor, editor—he does it all. He's a triple threat. He's a crossword triple threat.
1: Uh, should we get right into viewer mail? Let's. We, we, we have very little viewer mail. We do, and this actually came in today. We were bordering on not having any viewer mail.
0: That yeah, it's true. So really, those of you who have a letter all prepared and just you're looking for a stamp, it's email. You don't yeah. need a stamp. You don't need so a stamp. just send that right on. We'll, but, we'll we're happy. We we'll, we'll read the first half of it. You don't even have to finish your message to us.
1: But by all means, if you have a stamp, you can send it to us.
0: Yes, you can send us a stamp through. Uh, how do you do that? I we don't actually have a mailing address.
1: It's at the RBX offices.
0: It is. So send it to RBX offices, care of New York City, and it'll probably find its way to us I'm eventually. Sure it will. Yeah. Viewer mail opening it up. So we have one viewer mail this week, and this one viewer mail comes viewer in. viewer mail. Wow, I didn't know you were going to sing them, the, well, the, the I'm trying, counting.
1: I'm trying out something new.
0: Yeah. Uh, this viewer mail comes to us from CrossCan, and it's titled... He met CrossCan. We did, we met him. He's uh, He finished second uh, of all the Canadian solvers. He did. At the tournament Well, I think he year.
1: finished second of all of the foreign...
0: Oh, it wasn't just Canada. That was all countries, not America? Yes. Oh, okay, good but for there him. Are,
1: I can't imagine there's too many. I mean, I think... There's a be... lot of countries
0: that aren't America. Well, I
1: can't imagine... Kind of a
0: world-knowledgeable... <laughs> pundit are you
1: <laughs> i just feel that that if english is not your your native language an american crossword would be quite difficult
2: okay I, you, wouldn't that's you probably think, true yeah
1: I, mean, I don't think i could do a japanese crossword no i can't no no, no there, is there such a thing probably they
0: have some equivalent i would think because
1: they have a lot more characters than we do
0: well they have other kind of word games i would
1: imagine how it, many characters is, is in the japanese alphabet
0: uh I, mike I nothnagel Yeah, Mike, that's a math question, I think. So if you would get back to us, please.
1: So, yes, we met Crosscan. He is A, not a hermaphrodite.
0: No. B, he is Canadian. Yes. And C, he sent us a viewer mail. Thank you. It's titled Help Me, Ryan and Brian. You're my only hope. And he says (laughs) Hi, guys, I need your help. Next year's ACPT occurs during the final days of the Vancouver Winter Olympics. Between impacts on work, schedule, and travel, it is going to be difficult for me to make the tournament. However, I have the perfect solution and need you with your vast connections to make it work. Crossword solving should become an Olympic sport. We may have to jazz it up a bit for TV. Here are a few ideas. One, the cross-a-thon. Ski two miles and then solve a puzzle. Two, synchronized solving. Toss your pencil in the air, catch it, and solve a puzzle in exactly the same time as your partner. I think Trip and Francis are the favorites here.
1: <laughs> I don't know why exactly.
0: Three, crossword ski jumping. You must complete the puzzle before you land. Try that, Tyler. be difficult. Can you discuss with Will Shorts and get back to me? Thanks, Crosscan.
1: Well, we should get Will Shorts on the phone about this.
0: We really should. Why don't we call him now? Because it's only 1.30 in the morning. He's probably up late. Yeah, you know, he's a night owl. I don't Do know. Do you think he solves puzzles anymore?
1: I think he said he went through a whole book of Ken-Ken.
0: It was a new fad. It was a new phase. It was well, don't a,
1: say it in the past tense. It's, it's big news.
0: It was at the time he solved the puzzles. That is the path. I mean, he's already done this, right? I guess so. It is going to be. <laughs> he is going to solve Ken-Ken. I don't... What, what, what tense do you want me to put it in?
1: I think... I guess that tense was fine. Was it? That was good tense. It was accurate. It was accurate tense. Was that the past pejorative?
0: Uh, it was the pluperfect.
1: Mike Nothnagel... Pen Pal Extraordinaire, Instructor the Friday You are muscle. a Pen
0: Pal Extraordinaire, so what do you know about Tenses? What Was
1: was that the Plu Perfect?
0: Why don't we have Plu Perfect in English?
1: I thought the Plu Perfect was a cross between a plum and an orange.
0: It is. It is. And it, it is a delicious fruit. It is really just... Can you eat the rind on Plu that? It is Perfect. You can eat all of it. Rind, seeds, stem...
1: The whole thing. Oh, the entire thing. The tree thing. comes from
0: absolutely, and it and it self regenerates, so it's like the never-ending it's <laughs> never ending fruit.
1: It's amazing. Never ending fruit.
0: Oh, what are we gonna do about this uh, crossword Winter Olympics well, thing? Well,
1: here's the thing: is there. When he says the Vancouver Winter Olympics, is he talking about the actual Winter Olympics, or is this something that happens in Vancouver every year? I don't
0: know. Where are the Winter Olympics to be held? I think next it might, year?
1: might. It's possible they're in Vancouver. The, well, then, I feel like they were just in Canada, though.
0: Aren't they always in Canada? I mean, it's the only place that has winter like consistently. It's Canada. What are you talking about? Nowhere else. Everybody else has global warming. Warning. warning? <laughs> global warming. Except for Canada.
1: <laughs> global warning. watch out watch out it's getting warmer I thought global warning would be if you're on Mars and Earth is coming too close then you say Earth back off this is a global warning <laughs> maybe that's what that is all right so is that the end of the viewer mail that's
0: it we're not gonna to respond to this that was, I think stop it
1: no I was gonna synchronize solving
0: I feel like it's not toss your pencil into the air catch it and solve a puzzle in the same time as your partner I think it's solve the same clues, like... like, I took it to mean... Like, side by side, like, you have to do one across as your partner's doing one across, and then you do three down as he's doing three down. I thought
1: it was two people working on the same puzzle, one guy starting in the top left, the other person starting in the bottom right, and you solve synchronistically, and then you meet in the middle. Don't you think? No. What do you mean no? I'm stuck on synchronistically. I... Was listening to the police earlier, and that's I, synchronicity. Is it? Yeah. Well, there you go. Sync- synchronicity. What? S- you solving synchronicity. Solving in sync. That's another band.
0: It is. I can't solve them at all. <laughs> five five guys. I don't know what the hell they're doing.
1: <laughs> solving in sync. They're all
0: trying to grow beards. They are. That's all they do. They just try. They don't actually succeed. So uh,
1: so that's Crosscan. We're putting, we're filing that away.
0: <laughs> we have a special filing cabinet for Canadian email.
1: <laughs> and
0: now, are we doing comments, or is that outside of the bag? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, viewer mail, closing it on up. I guess that's the end of the viewer mail bag. That was the end of the viewer. Now mailbag. we do
0: have a little Lord of the Rings tie-in here to do. We, do. we did get a comment. That's
1: why I brought it up, because I thought we'd tie it in later on. Yeah,
0: this was Sunday's puzzle. It was this past Sunday, and it was a Patrick Barry puzzle. One of the answers in it... Uh, one hey, of did the... we
1: meet Patrick Barry?
0: You know, I did not. Was he there? You might have, but I did not. I did not.
1: There's a lot of Patricks to keep track of.
0: Are there? There are. There's Patrick Blindauer, Patrick Merrill. Patrick Merrill and Patrick Barry. And Byron Walden. And there's Byron Walden. Kind of, he is one of the Patricks.
1: I, I feel he is a Patrick.
0: I think he is kind of. I bet his middle name is Patrick.
1: I bet it is. Yeah, is. We, we're going to get him on the show and we're going to find out what his middle name is. I know, but
0: he's from California, so he might be a little sly and not tell us. That's,
1: that's what Californians do? Yeah, that is
0: what they do. So in, in Sunday's puzzle, one of the... Uh, this past of, Sunday. This past Sunday, the, the 15th of March, the Ides of March... Uh, one of the clues was 69 Down, The Lord of the Rings Ring Bearer, and the answer was Gollum. I pointed out, because I've never read the books, I've only seen the movie. You've never read the books? No.
1: How have you never read the books?
0: By uh, the books existing and me never opening them and processing the text on the page.
1: Did you ever try?
0: No. No. When I try to read, I succeed because I am capable of reading English. <laughs> So my point was that uh, I felt like Gollum only actually held the ring for like a minute and a half before all the all the 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 little hairy footed people. Like, what are they called? The the uh, Bilbos, the, hobbits. the the hobbits. Until the hobbits come and take the ring, and then Elijah Wood carries around the ring. It makes his eyes turn bright blue, and. And then, except for like five minutes at the end, when uh, what's his name, Aston holds it, and oh. Elijah Wood gets wrapped up in like spider webs, and uh, yeah, that, a huge spider that yeah, comes after there is
1: them. There's a big spider. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, we got a
0: comment on the site that said that uh, Gollum bore the ring for about five hundred years before he <laughs> lost it to Bilbo. I missed that part of the movie. It,
1: was, it wasn't that was in the movie.
0: Now he says the list of ring bearers: Sauron, Isildur. Deagle, Smeagol, Sauron, is yeah. Isildur, Touris. <laughs> Deagle,
1: <laughs> Smeagol, Bilbo, Frodo, Sam. And th- now there's Deagle and Smeagol? Well, Deagle and Smeagol, I think we're brothers. I'm sure I'm going to
0: get... <laughs> is uh, that how it works in J.R.R.R. R- R- Tolkien land? <laughs> is that if you're brothers, your names have to rhyme? Well... I guess so. So Isildur and Isturs are they brothers? <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> no, but they sound the same.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so Deagle had it for a little while, and then Smeagol took it from him.
0: There's a scene in the movie with them, right? Yeah. Isn't that when we actually see Gollum as a normal-looking guy? Yes. That's his brother? That's Deagle? No,
1: that's, that's, that's Gollum as a normal-looking guy. No, 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 guy. the
0: other guy in the scene. Which other guy? The guy who's not Gollum. Oh, that's Smeagol. No, Gollum is Smeagol.
1: Right. So the sp- other guy. Oh, that's Deagle. <laughs> First face. <base>. Wow. <laughs> oh. uh, well, th- thank you, Elrond.
0: Elrond wrote us with that. Also, do, you, do you know the- who Elrond is? Elrond, Elrond Hubbard invented uh, Scientology. Exactly. Yeah. Um, There's one other comment that I'm not going to bother to read, but I do want to uh, ask a poll of the week. Can you fold a taco? I don't mean, can you put the insides of a taco within a previously folded shell? I mean, can you take a completed taco and fold it? Yes. I think no. I think you
1: can with a soft taco.
0: Well, I think no, you cannot, no matter what. So this is the poll to all of you. The viewers, please write in and tell us what you think. Can I answer that? No.
1: So uh, now we're going to get to our interviews.
0: All right, interview time.
1: Our first interview, and again, these were all uh, recorded at the ACPT that happened two weeks ago now, or was wow. it three weeks ago? It was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago in Brooklyn, and we got to catch up with some uh, old friends, some new friends, and uh, find, found out some interesting crossword stories. We did. And the first one comes from Amanda Yesnowitz, the Unparalleled Parallelverse Engineer, shining light to us all
0: yeah Amanda had uh, this was actually a story about last year's tournament, yes, uh, where she made a careless error, and it's a useful story because you know people make careless errors, and as much as you suggest to everybody, you pay attention to what you're writing and, and and you know check your answers, make sure you're not screwing it up, especially if you think you're going to win. I don't
1: but... I would love one day on a crossword puzzle to make a careless error. Would you really? Yes. I make careless errors all the time. I I wish I knew enough to make a careless error. error. Really? Yes. All my errors are very carefully laid out.
0: Oh, well. Well, Amanda made a careless error on Puzzle 1 last year. And here's what she says about it. We're naming a particular kind of puzzle error after you, after an experience you had last year. Tell us about it.
2: Okay, well, last year uh, I was pretty confident. Puzzle 1, I raced through it, and when I got to the abbreviation, the clue was the abbreviation of Alberta, and I put ALBA simply because I didn't think it could be ALTA in Puzzle 1. I thought ALTA would be clued with something simpler. So I never checked it, and I think... Somewhere along the puzzle, I must have seen pasta topping somewhere, but I didn't put it with the clue. So I finished the puzzle, and I was so proud of myself. I did it in like three minutes, four minutes. And then I had this vision later on of it saying Pesbo in my puzzle, because I never went back and fixed that B and changed it to a C. because To the, a T. Uh, uh, <laughs>
0: Pesco is, is another popular pasta topping.
2: And, and sure enough, after the tournament was over, uh, you get the opportunity to email and, and say, you know, ask a question about a particular puzzle. Now, I, uh, like many other people, thought that Will has many, many assistants that do this sort of work for them. So I emailed him and said, uh, I think I made this mistake on puzzle one. And then I get this email back from him that pretty much just said... Pesbo. <laughs> so, when you rush through a puzzle and you don't read all the clues, and then you have one square that's really just wrong. So,
0: rushing through and making a mistake, that's the Pesbo.
2: Known as Pesbo syndrome, yes. yes.
0: Thanks, Amanda. So, that is called a Pesbo. The Pesbo. I think Amanda wants it to be the Pesbo syndrome. I think just calling it a Pesbo is a little cleaner.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I don't think it needs to be a single Oh thing.
0: man, I pulled up Pesbo in puzzle 3.
1: <laughs> now that was an accent.
0: What accent was that?
1: Oh man.
0: But that uh, that was a weird accent.
1: That that I was imitating you. No,
0: you're just trying to do voices. You're proving that you should be in cartoons.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm proving? Is that what it is? Is that am I proving that like not so. <laughs> Is that a proof? Is that an actual <laughs> mathematical proof? It's my theory that it's not. Oh, is that different than a proof? A theory? Yes. I think so. What about a hypothesis?
0: Uh, I don't know. What about a hot potato?
1: Uh, Our next interview is with Patrick Blindauer, who we won't—we shouldn't say his nickname now because his nickname actually comes from this interview. Well, in some respects, I think maybe uh, we. What do you mean, some respects? Who knows? In every respect. In at
0: least half of one respect.
3: <laughs>
0: Behold, Patrick Blindauer. Patrick, how are you today?
3: Uh, doing real well, thanks.
0: Fantastic. You know, you've uh, you're featured in the uh, free CD we've been giving away this weekend.
3: Ooh, that's very exciting. Can yeah. I get a free copy of the free CD? Uh,
0: if we have any left, they're just they're selling oh. like hot cakes oh, yeah. cakes that are hot. Yeah, those uh, used to,
3: which used to be big at some point, I guess.
0: I think so. Nobody eats yeah. hot cakes anymore oh. now. What do we eat instead?
3: Uh, flapjacks.
0: See, I don't know yeah, that I eat those. Pancakes, pancakes, I think is what I eat. Oh,
3: pancakes, yes, I'm sorry. I was, I was stuck in the past. Right,
0: in your past, yes. in your youthful yeah. past. Exactly.
3: <laughs> right. Now, what division are you in this year? I am in a C division this year. I, I was the champion of the E division last year.
0: Right, I knew that about <laughs> yeah. you. Dan Fayer has been telling me that I'm supposed to be vying for the E division. For the E
3: spot. I'm well, not, you know, you I'm not good enough. It's, uh, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't even know that I was up for it to be, to be honest. I, I'm sort of glad I didn't because if I had known going into that last Puzzle that I was in the running for a trophy of any kind, I most certainly would have choked and gone down in a blaze of glory, but um, uh, or a ball of flames, I guess. Yeah. A blaze of glory is positive. A ball, I think. A ball of
0: glory, yeah, maybe? A, a a blaze, a, of, a blaze of flaming glory?
2: Yeah,
3: something like that.
0: What <laughs> did you get? What did you get?
2: Did you get a trophy? I got a trophy. You?
3: Yeah, I got an actual trophy made of actual plastic, and um, but it's gold looking, um, and it just says you know Division E winner, and and so then yeah, I was catapulted by my by my performance last year into the C division. Now, you were in the C division when you first first started 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 coming here, right? Yeah, yeah. But the first two years, I dropped down to D and then dropped down to E. So, so wait, you yeah. went from
0: C to D and then to E. Yeah. It wasn't the other way around.
3: No, no. I yeah, I went down and down. So you did even worse after up. your D ranking. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe it was so despondent from the, my first year that it. See, this is
2: know. what could ha- this is what could happen to me.
3: We're to
0: also we're also talking to Amanda Yesnowitz here, the <laughs> unparalleled first engineer. Right.
2: I, I may be taking that that same path that that you've taken, but look where it, look where it's yeah, gone. Yeah. It. Well, it
0: got, got Patrick to being a. Once you're down,
3: yeah. Once yeah. you're down to E, you you know, only way to go is up. So. Well
0: that's true, but also I mean you're doing plenty of stuff though. I mean you're not only champion of the e division, but you're you're a constructor, a contributor to many publications. He
3: nickname? I don't know if you do well, have a Well there nickname. was there was the, I mean Ryan said blindy once, we, but I didn't, you know, I'm glad I, that didn't stick.
0: I have to tell you he said it more than once. Oh. In fact in fact when we were talking about which episodes to give <laughs> out for free, yeah. you know, we, we wanted two good interviews that sounded good, that were the fun people. We picked you and Andrea Carla Michaels oh, fun. and you know, we said, oh, Andrea's one and Patrick, and Brian immediately said to me, oh, the Blindy. Ah,
3: oh, the Blindy, the Blindy. Well, you know, the, the, the makes it much more official sounding. Do you that.
0: like it better with the? Uh,
3: it I mean, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big fan. But uh, what about in way, French? But, uh,
0: what if you were uh, Le Bwin- oh. Blindoir? Oh,
3: well, that's kind of that's kind of fancy. Yeah, I mean, I am half French. So. Are you half French? Yeah, my though. mom's side is, are the Ropers.
0: The I, Ropers, my Ropes, are the Ropers. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'll talk to Ryan and see. We we haven't done any nickname amendments, really. Well, we did. A, we, we revised Amanda's.
2: That was a long time. That was a long time ago. What was yeah. the original one? Yeah. What was my original one? Vowel Maven. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> I <didn't> like that. <laughs> she
0: was the but, Vowel yeah. Maven.
2: We thought it sounded about like that. in it,
3: saucy sounding a little or, bit yeah yeah
0: so i'll talk to Ryan a bit maybe we can just sort of linguify your name if that's oh, a word yeah sure that'd be great. L- yeah, L- yeah. i can't really say it very different well
3: different languages i took spanish as well so i would any sort of spanish uh, version i would i'd be able to translate. how would you put your el, name in el the spanish blindo. Um,
0: el blindo yeah i
3: think that, that's about i think that's probably it yeah. el blindito oh blendito. the little patrick blindo
0: el blindito
3: <laughs> i like the little part that's nice yeah that's, I, that's all right I I, we'll, that. we'll we'll talk about right, that and see if we that. can
0: revise okay. it great well Sounds have a great okay. rest of the weekend patrick too, thanks too, very much
3: time.
0: so there he is the El l- Blindito. The Little Blindy. Yes. The Little Blind Hour. The
1: Little Blind Hour. You know,
0: we went to the internet. We went to Google Translate, yes. which is a lot of fun. Uh, if you like playing with languages you don't know and, and pretending you actually are translating things, you put in phrases and then you say, translate this from you know English to French or whatever. So we put in the Little Blind Hour to see what Google would come up with. We have it in Italian, il piccolo blindauer. Uh we have it you want to do the Spanish sure, one? Sure, I'll
1: do the Spanish one. El pequeño blindauer.
0: Absolutely. And then we also did it in Filipino, ang mali na blindauer.
1: Now, I believe the Filipino language is called Tagalog. Is it? Yes. Okay.
0: Well, it just says here on Google Translate Filipino.
1: Well, that's a little bit of knowledge. I'm dropping knowledge on our listeners. Ouch. Yes. That's heavy. It is. Heavy knowledge. Heavy knowledge. Landed on my foot. Uh, So our next interview is with David Stein, who uh, we haven't really talked a lot about. We just met him at the ACPT, and he apparently listens to the show not only listens to the show but he takes what he learns from the show and applies it to his classroom he's a high school math teacher And you love that you love the concept of applied knowledge i love applied knowledge you do i love to be part of the process of applied knowledge yeah i love applying knowledge i love having knowledge that i've dropped on people having them apply it to other things yeah do you like
0: having previously unknown
1: knowledge applied to you yes i love i love I love knowledge that has been applied, then removed, and then applied somewhere else.
0: Yeah? Yes. What does that feel like, to have knowledge removed
1: from you? Kind of like watching Full House. (laughs) And here is David Stein.
4: (laughs) I think we're going fine. David, is this your first time at the tournament? It is my first time, yes. And where are you from? I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland. And you're a teacher, a high school teacher? Yeah, I
0: teach uh, high school math. Fantastic. Oh, We were just talking to uh, Mike Nothnagel, who's a popular constructor in the New York Times. He teaches college math yes. somewhere, not in Maryland. Upstate New York, I think. Maybe. I have no idea. Uh, we're going off on a tangent. We are, so we start with tangents, <laughs> right? So, David, you we were just telling us about what you uh, did with your high school class with regards to our recent podcast. Could you tell me again?
4: Correct. So I posed the question you had. What did you call it? Your uh, Would you rather. Would you rather uh, have a date uh, with... Um, your dream date with having just pooped in your pants five minutes before or spent three <laughs> three or four days with the most awful enemy. Or to have yes, right yes, right.
0: that was the idea, right. yes.
4: So my students debated this, uh, you know, with great precision, looking at it from all <laughs> sides. But in the end, they seem to really come down with Uh, uh, they were going to avoid the whole pooping in the pants situation and they would take the worst nightmare. But it may just be, I was thinking about it, because they were young, they don't really know how annoying people people actually can be. I think
0: as you get older in life, the annoying people become even more so, whereas the poop in your pants becomes less and less of an issue. That
4: may be the case, that's right, because, you know... As you increase embarrassment levels in your life, and that's just one more embarrassment.
0: <laughs> I think college will do wonders for your students. I think that's probably right. <laughs> they're going to come out on the other side with a whole different attitude about
4: this. Very good. could
1: repose the question maybe every seven years. Oh, that's right. Like those movies, you
4: like know, seven, 7 Up, up and yes, 14 yes. Up. Yeah, we repose the question every seven years. You see if the gather the yet. data. Brilliant. Make yeah. it some sort of a curve. You'll,
0: you'll stay in touch with us seven years from I mean, now I mean, when this I happens again. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks so much, okay. David. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. David Stein. And
1: that's the type of math teacher I wish I would have had.
0: Oh, man, that would have been fantastic. Imagine showing up for math class and being posed this challenge that has nothing to do with math. Not just a challenge, but a brilliant challenge. Uh, well... If you say so yourself, creator I, of said challenge, I
1: do say so myself. Okay,
0: Mike Nothnagel, have you ever uh, proposed a completely non-mathematical challenge to your class? Yes, ever. Please, have you ever considered a non-mathematical, non <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? What What is the matter with me today? <laughs> mathematical. Define mathematical, if you would, a, Mike Nothnagel.
1: And two, have you ever? Would you ever? Would you rather? Would you rather? Wait, what? <laughs> huh? I'm talk- I'm going around in circles. The, oh next, my god! Our next interview is <laughs> as as Brian collects himself. Our next interview. I can't, I can't find half of myself. We're we're gonna we're gonna find it. Might be applied somewhere else. Oh. Uh, our next interview is with John Delphin, who a seven time winner. Of Wimbledon. <laughs> of Wimbledon. <laughs> and coincidentally, a seven-time winner of the ACPT. Yeah, And here's what he had to say about my favorite subject when it comes to crosswords is the connection, the absolutely positive, definite connection between playing music and solving puzzles.
0: Now, I want to explore just briefly the music crossword connection. Ryan is certain that there is a, a tight bond between... The intelligence it takes to solve a crossword and the intelligence it takes to be a musician—you obviously fit this bill. I'm, I'm not going to argue. Do you think that? The, <laughs> do you think it's just a coincidence for you, yes. or do you think there actually is a connection? I think it's a
5: complete coincidence.
0: So there's no similarity of logic or I anything disagree. like that. I
5: disagree.
0: And, and you're entitled. To I them. think there's a connection.
5: There's, what is the connection? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not musical. The, uh, only, the only theory I've ever heard that, that holds any water for me at all yes. is that being able to read music involves pattern recognition, uh-huh. so, and looking at a grid and seeing the letters arrayed mm-hmm. is also a form of pattern recognition, mm-hmm. and and I suppose that's a possibility, but, you know, the fact is, there's lots more people who aren't musicians who've excelled at crossword tournaments over right. the years than, and you know, it's like... You know, the the, the joke I've I've used is that statistically, if you look at the winners in the first 28 years of the tournament, Mm -hmm. a musician won 25% of the time, Mm -hmm. but it was just me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not a valid statistic. (laughs) All right.
0: So what are you going to do before next year's tournament? Do you you, you train? Do you practice?
5: Um, What do you do? I'm going to get a little bit older. I'm going to lose a little more hair. (laughs) That sounds reasonable. I I I think Ryan's going to do do (laughs) the same thing. Continue solving uh, as many puzzles as I have time for in a day, uh, which is sometimes a lot and sometimes just one. The trouble is that the tournament conditions just really can't be recreated outside of the tournament. That's true. true. So, you know, the reality of this is is you can sort of get close. You can try and psych yourself into, you know, racing the clock at home. But um, ultimately, it's not the same thing.
0: Final thoughts from you, just to... Here, have your voice heard by uh, our vast community by all of fourteen listeners. People. Uh, I, I and I'm one of them, so I'm talking to myself. You're now. talking to yourself <laughs> and you're talking to people. They, Pat
5: say, it, they right? say it's not healthy to be talking to yourself. Well, it's this you is sort of a new way long you talk as you to yourself. Don't Well, that's, I think that's the case. Uh, I would say that what we need is more crossroad tournaments. We do. You're here. Because doing this once a year, it's very hard to maintain the edge.
0: That's true. Thanks for <laughs> chatting Thank with you us, very John. Much, John. Thank you. Appreciate well, it. Seven times, seven times he won. Seven
1: that. times he won.
0: I can't believe that. Well, I mean, I've only entered it twice, and I'm I'm burnt out. Right. And he won it seven times, and he's been there like thirty times. He That's has astounding. It is astounding. Now he calls for more competitions, more tournaments, and
1: we can provide that for him.
0: We're going to in August on some weekend in August. We're going to
1: come up with the official date by the end of the month. We're going to come
0: by the end of some month, probably by the end of August.
1: But I think by the end of March,
0: it's possible. By the end of March 2010. We're going to decide
1: either on a Saturday or a Sunday for Lollapazoola we're gonna 2. We're going to decide on
0: a Saturday or Sunday? Or we're we're going to choose between a Saturday I or a Sunday?
1: Well, we usually meet up on either a Saturday or a Sunday. This being the exception that proves the rule. Oh, I hate that phrase. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to pick a day. Yes.
0: And we're going to host Lollapazoola 2. Yes. Uh, it'll be in Queens, uh, New York. That's a part of New York, for those who don't know. Queens. And, uh, I don't know, it'll be in August.
1: Lollapazula too, Santa yeah. Pazula.
0: Yeah, and... Uh, and
1: hopefully we'll see John Delphin there.
0: I hope so. And we're going to get some great constructors. And who knows, we might ask our next interview subject here if he'd like to contribute a, nice. one, a one black square puzzle. What do you think about that? Nice
1: segue. Isn't that a nice segue? Yes, our Our next interviewee is Kevin G. Durr-Yucalus. Yeah, famous for his lack of black puzzle. Yes, the 18 square... Black square puzzle, amazing. Just astounding. I know. So here he is,
0: Kevin G. hyphen eucalus
1: <laughs> hey, Kevin, how old are you? I'm 24. You're 24 Still years good. old, and how many? How many? What? Is that number is greater than the number of black squares in your your infamous. Black square list puzzle.
6: I, I think you're right. I think it was 18. You
1: think you know exactly
6: how many? Of you know.
0: You have that thing framed on a somewhere, right? I do
6: have it framed. It's it's sitting on a on my floor though. It hasn't been put on a wall yet. So
0: that's how the amazing constructors deal with their artwork. They frame it and put it on the floor. I'm going to do this now.
6: Uh, well, I only do it for certain ones. Okay. Uh,
0: now you you tried to do that. Am I correct?
6: Yeah, it was a conscious effort. Uh-huh. And, and how how did you go about it? Uh, I had to write some special software to do it, uh-huh. and i also I used that to to get the stack possibilities uh-huh. and I also had to use a lot of tools by hand to try to figure out areas that my algorithm wouldn't uh, wouldn't complete
1: oh my God this <laughs> I'm completely <laughs> lost now i've
0: I've occasionally dabbled in making grids myself I can't do anything like anybody here would ever do. But I've been playing with the crossword compiler software.
6: That's what I use. But I you, use that to, to help me fill. But you know.
0: created some of your own software to help with the amazing all-white space puzzle. Right. I'm not sure how the...
6: There's, crossword compiler has a, like an autofill feature. Uh, I don't know how the algorithm works, but it, it's not particularly good at really wide-open grids. And you also... You're stuck with the word lists that you've loaded. So you can't, you know, sometimes if you can't do it, there are words that will fit there. You just have to try to think of what they are. You you have to look them up using, like, onelook.com or something. Okay. What's the site? onelook.com. You can type in, like, a string or you use question marks for letters that could be anything, and then it gives you... Our secret. And then the, the, it gives you lists of words that could fit, so that's a useful resource that a, a lot of people use. Okay. Wow.
1: So you now are you going to try to top this? No. Uh, no. no it, well, it
6: doesn't make sense to try to break your own record, and it it's not that interesting anymore now that I've I've done it once. So I I, I know that other people are actively trying to break the record, so I, I welcome that because.
0: And then, it and, then be- and then, will you go for a sixteen black square once your record is broken? Yes, once my record is broken, I would then try to get get the record back for sure. Now you had a you had a huge week though that particular week because you had uh, you had the the eighteen square puzzle and then you had the make a paper airplane out of your puzzle. puzzle. Yeah,
6: the people like that one more uh, much more than the. You didn't like the eighteen that much because of certain words in it. It was. Cool. Uh, oh,
0: I didn't like something yeah, the, in particular. There was did, something you didn't like.
6: I think you didn't like unsafer. Oh yes, I definitely
0: did not like unsafer. I, I did not want to use it. Un-safer. unsafer. Unsafer. That's not a word. It is a word. It's in the dictionary. Unsafer. Well,
1: you know what? He had to make some sacrifices. It was, yeah. not, it was not, vocabulary-wise, it was not a perfect puzzle. How about that he wrote his own software no, he not, to create this puzzle? He didn't just puzzle. write his own software. He wrote his own algorithm. I don't even know what an algorithm is. I don't, I don't know how to spell it. No? If that came up in a puzzle, I wouldn't know what to do with it. I could spell it. Can you?
0: A-L-G-O-R-I-T-H-M, algorithm. Mike Nothnagel, please check my spelling and get back to us. Yes, please do. Thank
1: you. Our next interviewee is Peter Gordon. Peter Gordon, uh,
0: former editor of the New York Sun crossword puzzle. And
1: former not because he got fired. No,
0: former only because the paper stopped being.
1: Yes, the paper is no more.
0: Yeah, that's a very, very sad thing. It was a fun
1: puzzle. But he uh, he tells you how you can continue the fun of the Sun. So uh, we're talking
0: to uh, Peter Gordon
1: here, uh,
0: a crossword constructor, editor, competitor, a little bit of everything, right? That's right, a
7: little bit of everything but not too good at anything.
0: Oh, now, now that is definitely not true. I, I've done many of your puzzles that you've edited and constructed for the New York Sun, both as Peter Gordon and as Ogden Porter, and I think you have another one too. Roger DuPont. Roger DuPont. He only does the, uh, the Academy
7: Awards puzzle.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so these
7: different alias constructors, they have very particular personalities? Well, it's just one. the first time that uh, the Academy Awards puzzle ran, it was the same week as another puzzle by Ogden Porter that had to run on Lincoln's birthday. So I didn't want two puzzles the same week with the same byline, so I made know, up another one. It might
0: just go to Ogden's head, and you know, exactly. then he'd never come down from that.
7: He's, he's uh, He doesn't like it when I change to his tools.
0: <laughs> now,
7: tell us a little, the New York
0: Sun, as we know, unfortunately, has, has stopped producing your wonderful work, and uh, but you still have puzzles in the pipeline? You're still working a subscription thing out? What's going on
7: with yeah, you? Okay, so the Sun folded on September 30th, and at that point I had Uh, 90-something puzzles still in the pipeline, so I decided I would try to sell them online as a package uh, where you pay $12.50 and you get all 108 puzzles. It ended up being 108 puzzles. Uh, And I got about 600 subscribers, each paying $12.50, which works out to be not nearly enough money to pay $136 to the constructors, so I I lost several thousand dollars. That's okay. Uh, I knew it was a risk. And um, so now... February 27th was the last of those puzzles, so it's done now. Oh, oh yet That was yesterday. That was yesterday. yesterday. Right, yesterday was the last one. Here it is. In fact, you can have a copy. I don't
0: think I saw yesterday's. I have. I did subscribe and I did
7: download and solve many of them. Uh, but Brian now, can collect so things now, for me. Uh, I've set up a website, suncrossword.com, where if you want to buy those 108, you can. But there's also a link at the top, a little button that says "Bring Back the Sun" or something like that. And you click on that, you go to suncrossword.com/sunrise, and there. If you're willing to pay $0.20 cents a puzzle, which is $50 a year uh, if I go five days a week, 31 20 if I go three days a week, uh, if you're willing to pay that for a really good crossword, you fill in your email address and name, and you click, and it keeps track of how many people are doing it. I think it's up to 177 right now. If I can get up to 2000 then I'll have enough to make it worthwhile, and I'll come back and do it some more.
0: You know, he, he said that he was... Not good at anything. He could do everything, but he wasn't good. Whatever. I wish I could edit or solve or write or anything as well as Peter Gordon does. Any one of those things.
1: He's very good.
0: He's extremely smart and extremely talented. And
1: hopefully enough people will sign up, and the sun will continue. Yeah, in, and in whatever form.
0: And you know what? If the sad thing happens that the sun doesn't continue, Peter Gordon seems like an awfully resourceful guy, a very smart guy with a lot of connections. I'm sure he's not going to leave the puzzle world. Yes. Uh, he'll find. He'll latch he on to something. He's not going to starve. No.
1: No. Our next and final interviewee is Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Stephen Grimaldi Grant.
0: Yeah. Stephen Grant uh, was there at the ACPT in a very official capacity. His company, Magmic Games, was like the corporate sponsor of the entire tournament. And whereas you and I contributed
1: about 11% of that blogger panel Friday night. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So here he talks about his new software that everybody can get on their phone unless you have a phone. That sucks.
8: I'm actually the vice president of operations at Magnet Games.
1: So not only are you competing, but you're also uh, representing the company and, uh, out here
8: and giving away or, or selling stuff? Uh. Uh, we're not selling anything. We're giving stuff away. We are, we are trying to promote the mobile version mm-hmm. of, uh, of the New York Times crossword. Magnet Games developed it in, uh, under license from New York Times. Uh, it's been released on BlackBerry. It's going out in two weeks. It'll be uh, released on iPhone. It's available on other phones. You can get it from AT&T, from Sprint, from our own web page, which I'm going to plug right now. www.bplay.com for your BlackBerry. So Bplay is like all things BlackBerry in entertainment. So go to www.bplay.com and you can download it for your BlackBerry there and can you use the the current puzzles the new york times puzzles we we get the puzzles on our blackberry at exactly the same time they go on the pc or at so 10 10 p.m. the night before so we get all of that as well as access to the archive puzzles back uh, 10 years worth of puzzles now, do you still need a subscription with the new york times plus so yeah if you if you go to the website and and get this you get the application comes with a subscription it's 2.99 a month on your blackberry or other device and uh, the iPhone will be priced a little differently because Apple hasn't quite figured out how to do monthly charging, but they're going to figure that out soon. So it's going to be at a special introductory price of $10 for the rest of 2009, a subscription for the rest of 2009 for $10. That'll be available in about two weeks.
1: And that was Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Stephen Grimaldi Grant. Yes, he's the only one who's earned a nickname courtesy of food that we... Had
0: to give him. Right? <laughs> I mean, I just say that reluctantly. We had
1: to give him pizza. We did. We, because well, I screwed up. You did. You promised him pizza and we delivered. Remind me never to promise anything. I have reminded you. I remind you every time we start this show. But well, when I do it,
0: like, stop me or undo it or, or edit it out of the show it or is something.
1: Unsafe. So that's it. This is the a final, official wrap-up of the season finale of uh, Fill Me In. It a, a turned out to be a three-part episode or one part with two bonus episodes.
0: Do you know what you're saying?
1: I just said what I was saying. <laughs> of course I know what I was saying. Stop trying so hard to be funny. I'm sorry. I'm going to tone it down. It- it's painful. The next time you hear us, unless you replay this episode or one of our past episodes, but the next time you hear us saying something that you've never heard before, <laughs> it will be the season premiere
0: of season two. Oh my God! You're putting such pressure on us. We have to start season two with
1: something we've never said before. Well, we can what, say. What are we going to do it in French? Maybe Ooh Ooh la la Ooh la la crossword puzzle It's very Where's a bidet
0: Okay that's not French That's a horrible French accent Was it? Def- absolutely
1: <laughs> Definitely was not good enough Definitely had a stop in the middle And be replaced by a. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: absolutely showed up And thought that's not enough I need, to, I need to make sure this is very clear Definitely get in the back Definitely Absolutely
1: <laughs> uh, So that's it uh, Season one is done It is over. In the bags, in the books, in the closet. So, uh, if you have any suggestions on what the heck we're going to do for the next season, please let us know, because we don't really have any idea. No,
0: but almost any suggestion will be implemented. Almost anything. Almost. Suggest almost anything... Act, no, suggest anything and we'll take most of them and, and do them. <laughs> but Mike Nagel, suggest almost anything. <laughs> if you would. And and please explain to us the difference between almost everything and everything. Email like- us at rbxblog at gmail.com.
1: Mike Nothnagle, how does email work? <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, so that that is it. Are we done? Congratulations.
0: Congratulations. I'm and way far away from the microphone. To hell with you this. You are. <laughs> I'm tired. It's 2 a.m. I gotta go to sleep.
1: And. Bum bum bum. Bum. Bum bum. What the hell? We couldn't afford music for the finale <laughs> yeah. So we needed you to sing it <laughs> The
0: license ran out Oh that's really unfortunate <laughs> Ran out at midnight tonight So by the time we finish this there's no music Oh right. dear god oh, oh it's still rolling